This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, November 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China expands trade influence. Key House lawmaker, RFS, needs review. Hemp wins first export aid. Lame duck heats up as House returns. There are expressions of optimism on both sides of Capitol Hill that lawmakers could reach a deal during the lame duck session on a government-wide spending bill for fiscal 2021. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told reporters on Friday that she and Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama have assured each other that they want to reach an agreement on an FY21 omnibus. The continuing resolution that has been funding the government since the budget year began October 1 expires December 11th. For more on Congress' lame duck agenda, you can read our Washington Week Ahead. Also, don't miss the second installment of our series on agricultural sustainability and climate legislation, posting this afternoon at agripulse.com. In part two, Steve Davies looks at one of the most critical issues surrounding plans to pay farmers for cutting carbon emissions, how to quantify the impact of climate-friendly practices. The Energy Department is funding research advocates hope will benefit farmers relatively soon by making it possible for growers to make money from low-carbon fuel standards. And Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger, who chairs the House Ag's Conservation Subcommittee, talks on this week's AgriPulse Open Mic interview about farmers and climate policy. Setting up carbon markets could ensure, quote, the good practices farmers and forest owners are employing on their land can, in fact, be financially beneficial to them, she says. China Trade Pact takes big step forward. China and 14 other nations signed off yesterday on the formation of the world's largest trade deal, agreeing to slash tariffs and other restrictions over the next 20 years. The deal is widely seen as a victory for China and its goals to increase its influence globally. China, Japan, Australia, South Korea, New Zealand, Vietnam, Singapore, Thailand, Laos, Indonesia, and the Philippines, Cambodia, Burma, and Malaysia are all members of the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP. Some of those nations are also members of the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, a rival trade pact that was first initiated by the U.S., but only enacted after the U.S. decided to pull out in 2017. USTR targets Mexican strawberries and peppers. The U.S. is now threatening to add strawberries and bell peppers to the mounting trade tension between the U.S. and Mexico. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, spurred on by the Florida Farm Bureau and the Florida Strawberry Growers Association and the Florida Fruit and Vegetable Association, is asking the U.S. International Trade Commission to begin monitoring the trade and accumulating the data that could lead to retaliatory measures. 
Lighthizer already asked the ITC to investigate Mexican blueberry exports to the U.S. after his agency conducted two days of hearings with southern farmers who complained that imports continued to flood the U.S. at unfair prices, pushing many U.S. farmers out of business. House panel obligated to review RFS. A House Republican running for the top GOP seat on the Energy and Commerce says the panel should take a look at how the renewable fuel standard is operating. Representative Michael Burgess of Texas says the world is different now than when the RFS was enacted as a part of the 2007 energy bill. People that come and present can certainly outline the reforms that they think are needed, or if no reforms are needed, they can outline why that's so, Burgess told AgriPulse. The RFS mandated annual usage of 36 billion gallons of biofuel by 2020, but reaching that depended on next-generation products that have never materialized. Burgess is third in seniority on the committee behind Representative John Shimkus of Illinois, who's retiring, and Representative Fred Uptum of Michigan, who is term limited from the ranking position. By the way, Burgess vowed to defend President Donald Trump's revised Waters of the U.S. rule if a Biden administration tries to replace it with the Obama-era version, which expanded the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. Cattle producers welcome lands order. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association is praising the Interior Department for ordering land acquisitions involving the Federal Land and Water Conservation Fund have the approval of local governments. An order issued by Interior Secretary David Bernhardt also prioritizes LWCF spending to include acquiring land that protects endangered species or provides public recreation opportunities. The LWCF was originally created to be used as a discrete tool to strengthen recreational opportunities for local communities and improve public lands management. States and local stakeholders know best what their communities need and should be directly involved in these decisions, says Caitlin Glover, NCBA's Executive Director of Natural Resources and Executive Director of the Public Lands Council. Hemp gets first export promotion aid. The hemp industry, for the first time, will receive USDA funding to promote its product abroad. The National Industrial Hemp Council has been awarded $200,000 from the Market Access Program. NIHC's efforts will focus on Europe and China. The global industrial hemp and products market was estimated at $11.1 billion in retail sales in 2019, NIHC said, with an annual growth rate of 52%, driven by continued strength in textiles, food and industrial uses, and hemp-derived cannabidiol. The global market is forecast to be worth $89 billion by 2025. Although NIHC is getting the money, Kevin Latner, the group's senior vice president for trade and marketing, says other members of the industry should be providing input to NIHC on the use of the funds. Poultry producers on alert as bird flu spreads. 
High path avian influenza is being discovered across Europe and in Asia. And the U.S. Poultry and Egg Export Council is warning U.S. farmers to, quote, step up their biosecurity efforts, the group's president tells AgriPulse. The Netherlands has been banned by several countries for a few months now. Germany, Denmark, UK, and possibly others are also having the same problem, said Usapik's Jim Sunder. So far, though, we are looking good in the U.S. Hope it stays that way. The USDA said Thursday it has informed British and Japanese authorities that the U.S. is banning poultry from regions where infections have occurred. Here's today's He Said It. If we get the overwhelming majority of people taking the vaccine, we could start getting things back to relative normal as we get into the second and third quarter of the year. That Dr. Anthony Fossey talking on CNN State of the Union on when in 2021 the country could start easing COVID-19 restrictions. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, November 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.